What is going on? Arm and Hammer here. That's Chase. What's up? Chase, Chase 504. 504. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Oh, I would, but, you know, diabetes and all that. <laughs> oh. Can't be can't be giving you diabetes. Thank you for uh, looking out for me, Looking dog. out for your health. I'll get you a, a Zevia. Zevia. There you go. A nice yeah. cold Zevia. Uh, so, it is, uh, it's, it's Monday, like the year 3015 at this point i don't even know man that's wild it's monday it's monday june 8th God. uh it's been a it's been a year and a weekend and june <laughs> it's been a year in june yeah 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 this last week was a long year and uh you know there's been a lot that's been happening in the crossfit space um and you guys all probably already know all the stuff that's going on but yeah i'd venture to guess that if you're here yeah. You are probably enlightened to yeah. everything that has happened. It's like you've you've got you got a sense. You you understand that uh, over the course of the weekend, a whole lot of shenanigans occurred, and the end result of that has been hundreds of gyms deaffiliating. Yeah, la- last I saw, it was like two hundred and ten affiliates. Had, yeah, had flown the double birds essentially. Yeah, and I guess uh, <clears throat> you know we'll, we'll okay we'll address all these pieces little by little, but. Let's go ahead and start this off by saying what probably does not need to be said. Chase and I aren't racist, and racism's stupid. Yeah, racism is stupid. White supremacy is stupid. Police brutality is stupid. These are things that... Check, check, and check. uh, ...are abundantly obvious to us, but wanted to start the the show or whatever this is... Taking a real controversial stance. A very controversial stance. Um... Yeah. Yeah. I feel comfortable with saying those all the time. You might be wondering why Chase and I are having this conversation. And I can speak to that for a second. And, you know, a lot has happened over the past few days. We saw uh, we saw this really contentious email exchange uh, between Greg Glassman and a former affiliate that came out on Friday. We saw Rocket CrossFit. Rocket CrossFit, now Rocket Community Fitness. We saw um, uh, the CrossFit Games Facebook page posted like a pretty, st- pretty, yeah, pretty lot of left a lot to be desired post on Facebook. Yes. Regarding the current state of affairs. And they got lit up for it. Yes. Uh, we saw. Uh, Jess Griffith and Travis Williams uh, kind of get outed for using the N-word. Well, Jess Griffith used the N-word. Travis Williams just kind of defended it. Uh, using the N-word in like a, a private text message chain mm-hmm. with a with a few other like CrossFit Games athletes and, and prospective athletes. Yeah. Uh, then we saw, as if that wasn't enough, by the way, then we saw Greg Glassman tweeting out the Floyd 19 thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the entire sort of blowback from that. So a lot has happened over the past few days. I have tried to record something and publish something multiple times. I have at least two full videos, like 30 plus minutes a piece, addressing the events that we just listed yeah but i i i can confirm this not because i was here but because uh for one of them uh one of these videos he sent it to me just be like hey like you know send some feedback on this and uh he's like halfway through recording it and that's when mr uh i mean the crazy grandpa decided to take to twitter uh and and post the floyd 19 uh tweet so 
now everything that Armin had said before that is, is completely going to be tone deaf if he delivers it at that point in time because now it's like, well, why aren't you talking about this? Right. That's the nature of things. Right. And things were moving very, very quickly. So I spent a very stressed out few days trying to figure out the best way to apply myself in, in a situation where it was like moving parts everywhere. It was like the ground is lava. The walls are lava. The platforms you're trying to jump on are lava. There's lava falling from the sky. And you are like a wad of paper yeah lava is deadly i also think it's it's uh it's a lot to grapple with with understanding what what value added you can bring to this conversation and i and i think i'm biased because i'm obviously your friend you know outside of the show we actually hang out um but i thought that armin did a great job of bringing the news to folks without having an opinion so much as just saying this just happened this just happened. This also happened. This happened, which is a very difficult thing to do. Uh, it's you know the same the same incendiary uh, response that you most likely had whenever you read the Greg Glassman tweet. You, you the viewer, uh, being like, "What the fuck is this? What the fuck, Glassman? Like, how are you going to be this blatantly insensitive and racist?" Those same initial feelings happened to Armin. They happened to me. Um, but it takes takes a lot of effort to kind of separate yourself from that and purely inform this is what was said yeah. and not have a, a hot take. Um, and it's not because you're afraid of being wrong. It's it's because you, you gotta you gotta create a pathway for conversation to happen. And you and I think people that are great conversationalists and people that are great reporters present the news and they don't try to influence your opinion on anything. Yeah. And I also feel like I have a responsibility because of the network that I have to actually reach out to individuals who are in situations like this and try to get their perspective on what's going on. So that Greg Glassman tweet goes out, you know, I take a screenshot I send it over to Justin. Justin's like, wow, this is crazy. We're more in shock of then they post it. Right. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll, I'll post this too. Like we'll, we'll put around the same time. Justin had just gotten off the mountain. He was like completely AWOL for a week. It was like the first vacation he's taken in forever. Poor guy comes back to shenanigans all across the board. Um, and that blows up. The tweet blows up overnight. So Sunday morning, I actually reached out to Greg. I was mm-hmm. like, before I, before I like put a take out on something, you know, I, I feel like I need to hear from him to see what, what's going on there. So I reached out to Greg. I was like, Greg, what is this, man? Like, explain this in some way. And so we had a little bit of a conversation that didn't really go anywhere, obviously. I mean, the end result of that conversation was he tried to clarify himself on Twitter. That didn't work out. <laughs> 12 hours later, he tries to clear it. Like, like, the CrossFit posts some sort of an apology or whatever. That doesn't work out. Um, but the reason why... I'm not doing this video on my own. I'm not recording this on my own. This this audio, this video that you're you're experiencing right now is not just me and it's it's Chase and me is because like I sent Chase that that content to get his perspective on it and the more I was thinking about it, I was like why have it a a like a striated situation where I create it, Chase sort of weighs in on it and then I edit it if I need to when I think it would just be so much better like I have a lot of respect for Chase's life, his experience, his thoughts and things. Like he's he's done a lot of really cool things and lived a lot of really interesting things. Like 
you know, it's perspective matters. And I feel like we can have a much better conversation about what's going on as opposed to like me just speaking it out and trying to convey, you know, really complicated and weird situations like together. We're just better at, I think, getting this thing across. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's take a stab at it. Let's take a stab at it. All right. Let's take a stab at it. Let's start with uh, Jess Griffith dropping the N-bomb. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, extremely uncomfortable. That's extremely uncomfortable as um, as someone that is a uh, a biracial person. My my father's black, my mother's white, um, and I grew up in a essentially a hundred percent homogenous neighborhood of just white folks. There's very few uh, people of any other ethnicity. Uh, I have been in the exact situation that Chandler within this misfit group text, uh, Chandler Smith, uh, has been in, uh, where essentially you have some. Uh, miseducated white friends that have through whatever circumstance, whatever upbringing believe that dropping the N bomb because they've been given the the green light from someone somewhere in their life uh, believes that that is an okay thing to do. Or they think there's some context within which it's okay. Yes. They think there's some context in which it's okay. Um, And I've been in that situation that Chandler has been where it's, where it's, you have to take a stand and be like, Hey guys, like I hate to be the fun ruiner right now, and I understand that this was this was meant in a joke. This was meant in jest. This was, uh, you know, just a compliment, if you will, if you thought the context was correct. But I am uncomfortable with this, and I just want you guys to know I would like for you not to do that ever again. I've been in that situation. That is one of the most difficult stances to take because, uh, as you're growing up, these are your friends. As you're coming up, these are your friends, and if you go through and you prove that you can't take a joke if you will, or you're a fun ruiner, people don't want to associate with you. So I, I can... I, it's like a way to let the air out of the room. Essentially, like, yes. And uh, I mean, I, my my hat's off to Chandler for taking a stance uh, for for going against the grain in that situation. Um, just just he's a he's an A-plus guy all around. I mean, yeah. I, I've met him a couple times and he, he's, he's legit. So... The, I would expect none, nothing less from him. Absolutely. Uh, basically, the the situation is there was there's like this group text that uh, elite athletes would share their scores in. There's maybe I don't know a dozen people in this yeah. group text. Uh, they would share their scores. They're all misfit athletes. They all had the same programming, and you know one of those athletes, Alexis Johnson, crushed a workout and just absolutely you know demolished it or whatever. And in response to that, Jess Griffith dropped the end bomb like my. N word, N word to to you know Alexis. like hats off. You did super good. Hats off. You did great. I'm white. Here's the N bomb. Like and and then there's there's a a period of time within this group text where nothing is said of Jessica Griff of dropping that N word. Yeah, they, they, go, they go back to like, like talking about like macros and like their performance and stuff. And then Chandler hops in and he's like, "Hey guys, good job on that performance, Alexis." Which by the way is such a <laughs> like such a great way of starting that. He's like, great job on that performance, Alexis. Uh, just wanted to point out that Jess Griffith used the N-word casually, up there. Casually. Casually dropped the N-bomb. Casually dropped the N-bomb up there. And Note n- that he doesn't say it himself. Yeah. And nobody batted an eye. And his, his, his like, I think the my favorite phrase that he uses is, y'all are as toxic as you are fit. And it's it's like the disappointment from Chandler is so clear and heavy and his response is so mature and uh, you know powerful 
he basically just steps in. And he's like, I just want you guys to know that this isn't okay. You should definitely not have done this. And on top of that, I I, I don't know how you're going to, how I don't know how you guys need to approach this to figure it out, but, but figure it out. Like you guys should not be doing that. You guys should not be using that. Um, the, the, the place where it, let's just say don't ever double down. You know what I mean? Like this is not, a, this isn't blackjack. You don't double down on, on using the N word. Yes, right. Because if, if, if you have a friend, if you're, if you're ever in the situation, I, I, God, I hope that you're not in the situation that Jessica Griffith put herself in. Um, but if you're ever in that situation, your response should be, I was wrong. I am sorry. Let me do better to educate myself and do better in the future. Yeah. How can but, I fix this? Right. But what is not what, what she didn't do. Right, right. Well, so basically, one, Travis jumps in and he's like, well, Chandler, you're the only one that's offended by it, you little pussy, basically. Yeah, he drops the P word. Yeah. (laughs) And Jess Griffith is like, whoa, 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 I don't get what's so offensive about this. Like, I'm just a white country bumpkin girl. And if I'm dropping the N word and she says it again. Yes. Does not say N word. She says, if you have a problem with me saying, yeah. Uh, And then... It gets even worse. Like the context gets further worsened when she explains that the reason why she thinks it's okay for her to say that is because it's a compliment. Mm-hmm. Because Alexis Johnson did so guys, well at the workout, and you guys are super athletic. Are super athletic. <laughs> Which tell? Let me tell you, it's not. It's not a good compliment. And it's not a good compliment. It's like I, so. My reaction to this is to laugh. Because one, it's very uncomfortable, and two, it's so absurd and it's so out there. Like, I didn't realize that I didn't realize that you had to tell people not to do this. Yeah, it seems it seems uh, um, it seems so obvious. Seems so obvious in our day to day lives, but there's a large group of people that. That when they were brought up, when they were raised, whatever school system that they went through, whatever family they had, that's uh, they never taught you that that was wrong. No right. matter how comfortable you feel around, uh, let's say that you were raised amongst a bunch of a bunch of uh, black people, and in that group they were cool with it. Once you're away from that from that group of friends, you have to realize that that's not going to be cool with every group you came across the chances are that they were uncomfortable with it as well they just never said anything mm-hmm. and uh you can't just continue going on living your life assuming that things are cool with other folks yeah it, it's it's strange on a, on a couple different levels it's strange because uh you know one something that you've said or done regardless of the weight of what it is you just did like the fact that Everyone should know that, you know, that's that's an offensive thing to do and say. But something that you said and did bothers a friend of yours. And if and your response to that isn't, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, like, I'll, let's figure this out. Your immediate response to that is actually you're the one who's in the wrong here, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you being such a crybaby? Why are you being a fun ruiner? And we saw we saw two completely take a, joke. take a joke, yeah. We saw two completely disparate reactions to this, right? So Chandler, super mature, 
he i don't actually know how all of this stuff leaked i think he sent uh like photos or videos to a friend of his and a friend of his ended up leaking it but chandler's response to it is basically you know uh the the story of uh uh from the bible of of you know let he who is without sin cast the first stone his whole thing is like if you turn a mirror on yourself you know you're gonna find stuff that you don't like either you know let's not let's not turn this into something more than it needs to be yeah you know, there, there are consequences. There will be consequences. There should be consequences. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to like crucify these people. Right. From the perspective of Jess and Travis, we've seen two different things, right? Jess deleted her social media, like totally gone. Mm-hmm. Travis like doubled down on, in like direct messages. He was like, you know, he can, he continued, uh, not understanding where he fucked up. Yeah. And I think he ended up, issuing not one but two apologies mm-hmm. like one was on like an instagram live where people were like this is bullshit and then another one i didn't see that one another one was like a post that he made i did see that one but uh you know it, i don't i don't know i don't know what i don't know which one of those uh is i know which one's wrong i know deleting your social media and like you know trying to like sitting running from it trying to dip is not the right move like that doesn't that doesn't get anyone any closer to a resolution the consequences are still going to be there there's still going to be a problem you you still did something wrong yeah it's not going away but now you're just like hiding from it i don't understand it um but travis's thing of like kind of apologizing kind of doubling down kind of apologizing kind of doubling down is also definitely not it yeah 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 um so so we both we both know travis we do um and i would say that just because we know that he is a nice person um friendly from all appearances isn't isn't racist to my understanding does not mean that he is equipped mentally intellectually uh for all of the all of the nuances and the understanding that's necessary to realize where he fucked up yeah his his it, it, i think he's a clear case of capital d does not get it because his entire thing was like, it's 2020, bro. Why are you letting words affect your feelings? Which, yeah, I mean, you could use that. I guess it's like that's one angle to take. But, it's wrong. But it's not the right angle to take. Yes. Like, it's not the right angle to take. It could be the right angle to take in like, oh, my three-year-old came home from kindergarten and another kid called them a doo-doo head. And it's like, well, yeah, we can, we're going to punish them for calling you a doo-doo head, but, you know, they're the doo-doo head. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can rise above this type situation. Doo-doo head, N-bomb, different things. Oh, 100%. There's a little bit of context missing there. A little bit. And I think being able to 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 grasp that, to understand that, one, this is a situation that, like, kind of sort of transcends just these two people having this interaction and two regardless of what that context even looks like they both took it they both like treated it poorly yeah to get back at it yeah i mean in one you have you have griffith who just turned tail turns tail and and runs away which is, is you know you're allowed to do whatever you want with social media but you should at least you know take 
you know, at least take an action, especially when you have a platform as large as Jessica Griffiths, to be like, hey, I realized that I made the wrong call here and I'm sorry and I know this isn't enough and I'm going to do my best to be better. Um, I deserve all the hate. I deserve all the, the anger. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, deleting your account and running away just for me seems like I'm not interested in in learning, right? Like in my head, I'm still right. I don't understand why you're so mad. Bye. That's how it feels to me. Uh, it feels very childish. Uh, and then on the other hand, you have Travis who very much is like, I'm going to victim blame. Like you shouldn't be offended. Stop being a bitch. And it's like, Hey man, this isn't, this isn't one of those things where you're allowed to, you shouldn't ever victim blame, but this is definitely not the time. This is definitely not the time. Yeah. Like this isn't, this isn't someone just griping about or making a big deal about something small. In fact, I would argue Chandler didn't make a big deal out of it. No. Chandler was like. Yeah, like I'm I'm living in the year 3000. You guys are pretty ignorant for using this uh and I'm going to see myself out of this conversation and he just leaves. Yeah. Uh in fact, Chandler apologizes before he leaves. He like he's like, "Hey guys, I'm, Travis, I'm sorry if if I'm offending you by being offended by this." It's like such bullshit. Sorry, dude. It's and such then he bullshit. Bounces. He should never have to do that. And to me, it speaks volumes about the type of person that Chandler is to, you know, be able to approach a situation like that with maturity, with, you know, like the presence of mind to understand like, yeah, I guess I could lose my shit and sort of be justified, but it's not who I am. It's not productive. It's it not going to get what I want. Accomplished. It doesn't get, it doesn't get anything useful accomplished. Um, you know, it, and again, this whole Jess uh, Griffith and Travis Williams story, this would have been the biggest story of like the month of the year of the year. Possibly. Potentially. I, especially considering by the way, like everyone's agitated because shelter in place sucks. Everyone's agitated. You can't get you. You can't go to your gym. Like you can't you go to your to. gym. Your gyms are closed. You can't hang out with your buddies. Right, uh, people are at, without their. There's a multitude. Economically, of everyone is suffering. Like there's so much unrest and unease that, of course, that is amplifying how everyone's feeling and reacting. Like it's we're we're all in sort of like this warehouse of explosives, just waiting for like the matchstick to drop. Yeah. Right, um, and it it could have very well been way way bigger and way way worse, but. I think Chandler did a really good job of showing us how we should sort of aspire to maybe take this on in a way. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He's very, it was a very enlightened approach. Um, and I, one thing, one more thing about this text conversation that I, I, I find frustrating, especially if I was Chandler in this situation is that, you know, it didn't take Chandler calling them out in a, in a very respectful way. It, it didn't take that to elicit a a sorry from the pers- the perpetrator who dropped the N-bomb in the first place, Jessica Griffith. It took somebody else in the group saying, hey, I'm a little bit older, a little bit more mature. I've been around the block and I've seen this type of bullshit and you're wrong. Like you should say yeah, sorry. I think Drew, uh, yeah. Drew stepped in. He's, the, he's like, he's misfits guy he's the he's the coach he's the head guy at misfit yeah i thought i thought he did a great job but i think it speaks to uh a a lot about how how travis and jess value their friendship with chandler smith and and that they couldn't say sorry to him instead it took this guy saying you're fucking wrong 
and say sorry for one of them to say sorry. Yeah. And that's sad. That's really shitty. I, I agree. I think um, at the end of the day, you know, there's a bigger conversation to be had based off of this and the, the fallout from this about what is sort of like a justified response. What is a justified, uh, you know, uh, uh, reaction or punishment uh, you know, at what point, like where along the line of like you get off with like a slap on the wrist to life in prison, does this fit, right? Yeah, and yeah there's a huge conversation to be had there. There's the the fact is there are consequences. There have been consequences. There will continue, continue to, to be. be consequences for for these two athletes. This is not something that's just getting like brushed under the rug and forgotten. Their sponsors know, CrossFitters know, we're talking about it. So now you guys know and you guys can find it and talk about it. It just so happened that this happened at the same weekend on the same day as quite possibly the most transformative thing in the entire history of CrossFit. This weekend also had bigger news, uh, more sort of like uh, like really wide-reaching consequences news, and that was... Uh, Greg Glassman sent out a couple of tweets. He had a pretty vitriolic email exchange. And the end result of that has been uh, hundreds of deaffiliations. I mean, staff are leaving, like seminar staff, HQ staff. Yeah, yeah. So, so let me let me share with my perspective how I thought the timeline went and then you can then you can kind of clear it up from you being on the inside of things. Uh, it seemed like to me that the first thing that I saw, uh, someone sent me the the text exchange between uh, Jess Griffith and Travis, the, the misfit conversation that seemed to have happened. Um, and then I got the link to Rocket community fitness now is what they're called i got the link to their website where the greg glassman email to them uh was sent um and then it seemed like uh, about 24 hours had passed and on social media from my perspective everybody was very fired up and very enraged about the text conversation but nobody nobody was talking about the email exchange uh and then greg glassman makes his tweet uh floyd 19 and then that was the the topic of conversation and then the email started to come to light people started seeing the emails people started going to rocket community fitness's website uh to see that uh so that that was my perspective on things of how the timeline went i mean yeah that that i mean that i think that's about right i had seen the the email exchange uh around the same time i saw the text messages um which was, I don't know, probably Friday afternoon, somewhere in Friday, the, some, yeah, sometime like on Friday, Friday I want to say, yeah. Um, and the, the context of that email exchange is basically that uh, an affiliate owner, like a longtime affiliate owner, was unhappy with how CrossFit had presented itself or not presented itself correct during you know this entire uh like protests uh black lives matter thing but, but right? al- and also through through COVID itself through the and the also lockdown. through COVID itself that's right uh and they were expressing and you you read the email probably way more in depth than i did because i i read i read part of the post that she put on her 
on on their website, and I kind of like skimmed through it, and I, I felt like I got the it, gist. It, it's lengthy. It's a bit of a bit of a read. Yeah. Um, but she's essentially presenting like you know here are the gripes, here are the problems, and the the angle is these are enough for us to want to leave and you should fix it so that we don't leave because if we leave other people are going to leave too yes yes for sure um you know before before i read this email i was i was pretty unfamiliar with uh who rocket cf um uh were but from my understanding of reading uh this email that uh, Alyssa over at rocket community fitness put together uh they've been pretty pretty monumental with helping hq tackle issues around uh the trans community with helping them tackle issues with uh, inclusivity for for um, you know uh, gay people or, or whatever you want to whenever you want to say the the letters um they've been pretty pretty helpful in those areas um and they're like i know we can do great things together that's why we're bringing the, you know our our feelings about black lives matter about your silence on this whole whole topic that's why we're bringing them to you because we want to help they took a very mature approach in being instead of just being angry and quitting they were like there's an opportunity here to use your platform and use the crossfit that we know and love because we've interacted with you before i know that we can make change if we work together and the response that they got from greg glassman was not the response the response that I would ever expect to see. Yeah. I, I know and I and I have an understanding of how Greg Glassman like flies off the handle, but after reading what she wrote, I, I couldn't even understand like why he would be so um toxic. Why why he would be so uh so like point the finger like yeah. we're not the problem. You're the problem. Yeah. It was very interesting. Yeah, I, I you know I'm there's there's things that I 100% feel comfortable saying, which is those that type of an email exchange is like not productive, really really bad uh, 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 leadership. It's a terrible example of how to communicate with somebody. Awful. Um, it's really bad impulse control because that's the type of email that you type out and then you're like, oh wait, now I definitely shouldn't send that. That's not going to get anything done, and then delete it. Right. Even worse. Like anyone who's anyone at CrossFit HQ was CC'd on it. Mm-hmm. They were all included on it. Like yep. Dave Castro, Nicole Carroll, Jonathan Haynes, Pat Marshall, Sherwood. Pat Sherwood. So basically like the head of training, the head of CrossFit health, the head legal counsel, the like head of the CrossFit games, the head of CrossFit social media and sanctionals. All of them were CC'd on this email. All of them were included on this conversation. And it's just not, it's just not the right way of talking to people ever, ever, ever. Uh, the, the context within which it happens strikes me the same way it strikes you, which is how do you get from what she, what she presents in that blog post to that response? Yeah. And it's like, I don't see, I don't see that line. Like, yeah. The, 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 the cliff notes version of what Greg Glassman said, uh, was essentially, you know damn well we're not racist and you trying to say that we're racist is bullshit and i think that being in quarantine has given you a mental illness i'm ashamed of you i'm ashamed of you yeah that's that's rough 
That's really, really rough. I, I just I just don't get the the jumps and the and the statements made based off the productive uh, and insightful email that was put together. It was lengthy. It could have definitely been a little more like could have favored some brevity with a little more editing, a little better editing. Yeah, but mm-hmm. everything that was said there, I felt very strongly about. I, I hate when people uh, complain about something and don't offer a solution to it. Right? Don't offer a way to make it better. I hate when that happens, and that is not what Rocket was doing. They were saying, "Here's the opportunity that we see. Here's how we would do it better. We would like your assistance. Otherwise, we are going to bow out. Yeah, you don't want to lose us." Now, at the same time, that email response is is was until the next night when he started tweeting. Peak Greg Glassman. It's peak. It's peak Greg Glassman, which is I'm going to be incredibly blunt, rude, uh, like not necessarily rude on purpose, rude in the sense of like uncaring about what your perspective might be on what I'm saying to you. I'm going to communicate my feelings on this situation very directly no tact no like his feelings were absolutely in need of editing like <laughs> I, I don't know how else to describe it like it's like the it's it's like uh uh the the uh it's like the idea like what do i do with all this mad that i feel you don't do that you don't yeah. write that email and send it you know what i mean yeah. and so you know, that was that was uh, already trending towards having momentum against CrossFit. Like people were already starting to be a little upset about that. 100%. People, people were seeing that and saying like, man, one, his communication to her isn't cool. And two, like I feel the same way as I Rocket feel the same CrossFit. way as she does. Exactly. So anyway, that happens. And then CrossFit Games does a Facebook post where, uh, you know, That's I mean, scary. I don't have the exact, I wonder if I actually, I might have the exact comment. I may have, I may have screenshotted it in case they ever decided to take it down. Yeah. But it basically says something along the lines of, yeah, here it is. Uh, this is a diverse community. CrossFit brings us together in spite of all the challenges, complexities, and injustices we face as groups, as individuals. We have an opportunity to find ways to grow together. Then there's a few paragraphs, and at the bottom, they basically say, um, we're here to continue this conversation and to listen before we speak. Our goal is to allow your voices to be heard, to come together thoughtfully and respectfully uh, for a meaningful exchange of ideas. Please join us. What can we do to better serve the black community in CrossFit? And to that, I say, I get it. Because there's there's like an idea there that is... Hey, what do you guys have to say about this? Before we just do something about it, the power of CrossFit really lies in its community. What do you have to say about it? How can we best do this? Yeah. Except that wasn't it. Yeah, and I think I think there's a handful of reasons why that isn't it. And yeah. the, the main one for me as a community member is that uh, why are you, what took so long to make this statement? Yeah, like that could have happened almost any day of any year of the existence of CrossFit, but it certainly didn't have to be like a week plus into a huge uh, like unrest in the entire population of the U.S. Yeah, the, the quality of that statement seemed like it could have been done in a day. Could have been written and copy edited and, and published in a day. 
it didn't take you a week to go back and forth to say, oh, how do we, you know, as inauthentically as possible, get across the fact that we care about everybody. Uh, that that's going against it. And then, uh, yeah, the, the other, the other big thing is that you also have this email out and circulating that it seems that you just did not see. Right. It, it when we all know you did really, really popular, uh, or it was starting to become really popular. And then this post comes out. It just, the timing of it looks really bad. The timing of it looks really bad. So it's like the concept kind of makes a little bit of sense of like, Hey guys, we want to listen before we speak. Mm-hmm. Great. That's really mature of you. The timing of it is like really late and then amplified even worse. We may worse have already spoke, because, but now we would like to know how to speak better. Because it feels like you may have already said something, right? Yes. It feels like you may have already said something. So that, that CrossFit Games Facebook page post happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we have two big issues. One is a off-the-handle inappropriate email like email that uh is inappropriate and wrong in like almost every context unless the actual email you're responding to is like a death threat to your child you know what i mean like yeah. maybe then but like basically not appropriate super wrong bad move not the right thing to do that's gaining momentum the facebook post from crossfit games also getting too, bad momentum getting bad momentum too little, too late, not really addressing the situation at hand, not giving people what they expect or want or what they think they want. Yeah. Um, potentially just like reading the room incorrectly. Like that message would have worked a week and a half prior. That message would have worked months prior. Yeah. It would have worked at any time. It would have worked during February, during Black History Month or whatever that every other brand takes advantage of in some way, right? Yeah. And in the continuum of things, that post should have came two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. Right. Uh, the post that should have happened would have been like, this is what we're doing to try to make a difference. We're putting funds towards this. We're going to let this person have a platform. We're going to... That's the type of reaction that people want to see. They don't want, hey, how... How would you fix this? Because we obviously don't fucking know. Right. And uh, generally speaking, I would say that CrossFit as a community is pretty resilient. Crazy shit happens all the time. All the time. And it's water off our backs. Because, you know, we just suffer on a day-to-day basis anyway. (laughs) Greg Glassman is the unknown and unknowable that we are preparing for. It just so happens that in a situation where, you know, we laid out the context a little bit earlier, but everyone's lived through this whole shelter in place and you know situation like economy is not doing well people are out of work our gyms aren't open we're trying to figure out what we're doing with ourselves then there's all this like you know uh the racial tensions start blowing up rightfully so and suddenly there's like there's there's an energy in the air there's a tension in the air that is palpable Anyone trying to address any controversial topic, trying to touch this thing in any way, shape, or form should be, and I would argue mostly are, aware of how delicate this entire thing is. Yeah. Except if you're Greg Glassman. So the following day on Saturday... Uh, as these sort of things are starting to gain some steam, as the community is starting to be, you know, pretty upset, generally speaking, uh, 
uh, about what's happening or at least vocally upset, yeah. right? Maybe there's like a big group of people that don't care, but vocally upset, social media. Uh, Greg takes to Twitter, finds an IHME tweet. IHME is the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation. Mm-hmm. And they tweet out something along the lines of racism is a health issue. And, you know, uh, we're going to use our budget to fund, you know, uh, modeling of health issues uh, and it where that meets racism. So, you know, basically saying we're going to try and tackle this the only way we know how, which is using data science. Right. Greg Glassman's response to this is the match that blows up the the warehouse of explosion of fire of, of uh, fireworks. Right. And his response is it's Floyd 19. And that is so bad. Mm. It's so off. It's so tasteless and insensitive and just the worst off the cuff, because you know that's exactly what it was. Oh yeah, he's was... like scrolling through his Twitter and he's like, "I got, I got these guys." Yeah, and it just ruins everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's very hard to look at that tweet and not be uh, extremely angry. It's very hard to look at that tweet and not not <laughs> instantly take it for what it looks like it is, and it's him mocking the name COVID-19. He's mocking the name of, of George Floyd, a man who was you know, brutally murdered on, on someone's cell phone in front of us by police officers. It's him being insensitive that using his name in this capacity is, is super fucking wrong, right? Yeah. And him being the CEO of CrossFit means that's how CrossFit feels. And you being an affiliate of CrossFit means that you stand behind behind this essentially is, is is what is being put out to the public, right? Dude, CrossFit, the term CrossFit was trending internationally on Twitter. It was one of the top trends internationally on Twitter. And the gyms are closed. The games aren't going on. Yeah. It was trending exclusively and solely because of that tweet. And that is a huge problem. It's a huge problem. I honestly was not surprised. I was, to me, it's... That's pretty on brand for Greg Glassman. That's exactly how I felt. I was like, man, this is classic Greg. Look at him go. Just... (laughs) No, like pissing in the wind, not a care in sight. Yeah. Like super pumped that he got one over on the IHME, you know, in his mind, probably it's the punchline of not a joke, like the punchline as in the payoff of a very long and well thought out argument in his head, in his head that is not being communicated at all by this phrase. And rightfully so he's being, uh, dragged across the coals for it yeah it's it's super frustrating because glassman and the crossfit health and the crossfit methodology that he that he has helped develop or put together has done so much so much good like think about it your your affiliate doesn't exist without you know greg glassman creating this furthermore this this 
this renaissance or this this push towards educating yourself and owning your health uh, and and kind of pointing out, hey, these organizations that taught you the food pyramid, these organizations that taught you how to strengthen condition, they don't they don't have your best interest at heart. All of this this whole movement that he had created and the folks that worked at HQ, you know, tirelessly and and very, very hard at uh, is over because I because what he he flew off the handle for tweet. He was insanely insensitive about it. He acted very carelessly that that's that's why I'm angry. Like, how could you just so, so carelessly throw all of that away? It's 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 he acted in a way where it, it seems that he had no understanding or did not care about how important what he says is to a whole community, a whole brand, a whole network of people. And the wildest thing about it, by the way, is like, what could be more demographically agnostic? What could be less caring about whether you're white or black or male or female or gay or straight or trans or cis or whatever? What could care less about that than the idea of fitness. Fitness is is such a universal concept. The thing that CrossFit is trying to teach and sell is so universal. It's the most inclusive thing possible. It's the most empowering thing possible. The entire point of it boils down to the fact that you can take control of and have responsibility over your physical well-being. What could be more universally community-based than that statement? Yep. And and it sucks that that you know Greg Glassman unthinking drops what he considers to be like I don't know like a mic drop moment of like check it out I made this pun isn't it great and it's like super disrespectful really fucking sucks you're like not socially aware of the context of what you're saying this in and like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this isn't okay to even use as like a, a gotcha moment. It's bad. It's it's really bad. Uh, It's, I mean, I don't know how many different ways we can say it. It's fucking tasteless. It's thoughtless. It's careless. It's insensitive. It's It's inhumane. Insanely tasteless. It's like the, the justification behind it is, a non-issue like you can you can try to see that there could be some logic as to why he's trying to make this point and what he's saying but yep. like that is separate from what actually happened so what what in your perspective is the what is the course of action that greg glassman could have taken to i don't know repair the situation what is something that he could do to keep crossfit alive with him at the head is there any way at this point or before at this point (laughs) is there any is there any way forward for crossfit without i mean with greg glassman or is it simply a a state where if he wants it to continue to exist he has to leave yeah i think i think at this point it's it might be too late we've seen the biggest brands in the space step up and essentially say after our existing contract uh our existing contracts we're not associating with crossfit unless there's a change in leadership we've seen 
like the heart and core of the old guard who have stuck by Greg Glassman and CrossFit through thick and thin jettison. Just they're out. Pat Sherwood, Nicole Carroll, like training seminar staff who've been there forever. Matt Chan. Yeah. Chris Spieler unaffiliated his gym. Hundreds of gyms. Like I stopped keeping track of it because by my count this morning, I had 230 gyms that had de-affiliated. Hundreds of gyms. And if you look at the, the big picture, hundreds of gyms is, sure, it's like maybe 3%, 2 to 3% of the affiliates out there. But that's in one day. One weekend. One weekend. The momentum that this thing has with the brands, the sponsors, the athletes who are saying, I don't want to participate in the CrossFit Games unless there's a change in leadership. Uh, the gyms who are stepping away and deaffiliating, the L1 trainers who aren't going to re-up their certifications, that is a death blow to CrossFit as we know it. Yep. Nobody wants to see this thing fall apart. Um, and it's just it's just especially rough, I think, because now the situation that we all find ourselves in is incredibly tenuous. CrossFit is at a crossroads. Greg Glassman is no longer uh, no longer an asset. His presence yeah, is a liability. Yeah, he's a detriment to the brand. But the problem that we face is that Greg Glassman is a 100% owner of CrossFit. There is no board to which he responds. There is no executive team who could put pressure on him. Yeah. What do you do? How, what do you do? People, people outside of the space have been reaching out to me and saying, how, how has he not been fired yet? There's no one to fire him. Who's going to fire him? He's his own boss. And he's... I don't know how he feels about this. He probably feels like it's all a big misunderstanding. <laughs> Hundred percent. I have no idea how he feels about this. I'm like, he. They tried to post some sort of like an an apology or statement or something through the CrossFit Twitter, and it was really bad. It was really bad. It was not at all. uh, It was not at all like the type of statement that gives you any confidence that they get it. No, it's just a continual representation of capital D does not get it. Yep. And so, you know, the impasse that we are facing right now is pretty rough. Yeah. There is no clear path forward. The affiliates are the only people that can put any leverage on Greg Glassman. The people who are signing up for training for the L1 are the only people that can put leverage on Greg Glassman. And, and the sanctionals as well with the licensing. And the sanctionals as well with their licensing. But the the model that CrossFit has, it all starts with the education. It right. all starts with the L1. So if the L1 numbers dip precipitously, that's an that's a that's a great uh that's a great sign to them. That's a very clear sign to them that something's something go, something's going wrong. If the affiliate numbers drop precipitously, it's a sign that they're doing something wrong. And 
maybe maybe there's a situation in which people are doing the the deaffiliation too quickly. Maybe they're not thinking it through enough. But if you just if you if you aren't applying the pressure where you can mm-hmm. like the least that you can do the simplest thing that you can do and really in this situation unfortunately the only real thing that you can do is financially leverage yep so pull your funds if if that's if this is the straw that breaks the camel's back for you that's the only way that you can show that right because obviously emails don't work obviously making posts don't work you're yelling at a brick wall right you're not going to get anywhere you're not going to get anywhere but if you say i'm leaving that does something if you put if you put crossfit in a situation as a company where they cannot function with greg glassman as its sole owner one of two things is going to happen it either ceases to exist or someone buys it or becomes the new head and Greg Glassman walks away. I I mean, if you had asked me, I, and I've said it even over the past few days, I've said it a bunch of times. There's no way Greg Glassman's leaving. I, I, I you know still, the, scene, the scene from Wolf of Wall Street? I'm yeah. not leaving? That's, I'm not that's, leaving! That's fucking Greg Glassman probably every day the last three days. And so it's it's like, what happens from here on out? Where do, Where does CrossFit go? We're in a situation where we don't have confidence in what the future of this thing is. We know that as a community, it's ours to to move, right? The methodology is ours. I posted this on my Instagram um, on Sunday night, and I wholeheartedly believe it. I've said it a million times before. I'm going to say it again. The existence of CrossFit Incorporated is not necessary for us to do thrusters and pull-ups. Yep. We can get after it in our gyms. We can get after it in our garages. We can get after it. We can improve ourselves. We can eat healthy. We can become fitter. And none of that is dependent on CrossFit Inc. existing because the moment Greg Glassman published What is Fitness in 2002 and explained his his mindset and his concept of CrossFit, Cat's out the bag. It's over. At some point, it was not going to be in its control again. It was, it, it, in my opinion, from that moment, it was a countdown. N- no one knew when the countdown was going to end. Or how. Or how it was going to end. And if you had this on your bingo, congratulations. I think you might win this bingo. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a countdown to this moment. It was a countdown to the moment where Greg Glassman is no longer in control of CrossFit. Because the the community needs to realize what the the corporation was bringing to the table and what we were bringing to the table. Right. Now, <laughs> that leaves a lot of really fucked up gray areas. Yeah. What happens to the name? What happens to the methodology? Let's say it all falls apart. Like, let's say CrossFit's gone. It's over. It's dead. Yeah. Uh, what do we say we do? Well, for me... It's the same thing that I've always said. And it's like, I like to hurt myself. <laughs> You're like, you know, you know, uh, cutting. I do that, but, but I get abs. Through a barbell. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. And but I think I think you're on I agree with you 100%. I think you're on the right track. I I think the biggest thing that's going to come out of this is that communities, your box, you personally, you're going to realize that you never needed the CF above your doors to create the magic that is a CrossFit box, right? You got people that are holding each other accountable. You got solid, uh, solid movement and methodology. And then you have this, this whole camaraderie that, 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 that brings, right. Um, and that allows people to take ownership of their fitness, uh, and be happier because they're interacting with people. They're socializing with like-minded individuals. It, It has so many benefits just being in that gym with each other, right. That's why it works so much better than your globo gym. You going solo and trying to bodybuild your way to, to health, um, it's, it's more sustainable because it has these factors. And I, I think people are going to find out I didn't need that CF above my door to run an effective, uh, an effective gym. The, the legs on this thing, uh, is another question, right? Like maybe we don't know what to call it, but how do you educate more people about it? That's, that's the other thing. There's a big, there's going to be a big, big vacuum. Yeah. And I, I think this is a, a, a grand opportunity for, organizations similar to aerobic capacity or the gymnastic course or um you know any any of these people invictus for that matter i I think there's an opportunity for someone in this community to step up and take ownership over the licensing and the training of this right yeah we have a whole bunch of rogue x cfl1 or seminar staff running around on their own already there is a area there is a space now for them to put together their own organization that acts as the official. This is how you become a functional fitness coach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the, because is that necessary? That's definitely necessary. I think it's definitely necessary. Otherwise you're going to have old Jim Bob down the road teaching someone how to do squats on their toes. Yeah. It's going to splinter too much. The fact that like, again, it's like, uh, what is CrossFit bringing to the table other than this like super universal and inclusive concept of fitness and owning your health? Well, they're bringing a very comprehensive library of education. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time that it all launched, it was unheard of. Something like that didn't exist. Very true. And now it's like this huge library of of teaching movement and the the process behind understanding, you know, the perfection of your repetitions and how to build consistency before adding in your intensity and like, you know, how your mechanics should look and work within the context of, you know, how a CrossFit gym or workout functions, right? Yeah. MCI. So exactly, mechanics, consistency, intensity. So how do, how does that carry on? I, in my opinion, uh, the education side of it is like an opportunity that the market will jump on. Yeah, that's uh, probably already it, in the works. It will splinter. 100% it will splinter. But at the same time, someone is going to emerge who's going to not just give us what we already knew, but give us something better. I, I think I think the, mo- the most obvious thing that's going to be answered is... Well, how how do you continue competing in this? It's like all of those institutions own themselves oh, already. Yeah. That's the easiest. That's the now that's, it's literally like Rogue, Nike, Reebok being like, I'll host it. The sport of the <laughs> sport of this thing. I love selling stuff. Is is <laughs> is going to be just fine. Yeah, the it's sport going to be just fine. We'll be fine. Uh, because guess what? We still like watching people exercise really fast. 
That's and uh, it turns out that the people who are really, really good at this, they just happen to be associated with brands and events that also are good at making money off of this. So if we care and there's financial incentive, there's no way that that falls apart. Yeah. Is it going to look exactly the same as it has in the past? No. That's a that's a straight up fact. A lot, lot less blue, red, and white going to be around. Probably. <laughs> You're talking about the nanos, right? No, uh, no, no. It's uh, just the CrossFit Games branding. So, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, uh, and the original post, the original. So when I posted, I think I said the CrossFit, uh, CrossFit's uh, as we know it is gone, uh, or the death of CrossFit as we know it, or whatever. The original subtitle of that is CrossFit is dead. Long live CrossFit. It's uh, it's weird. It sounds. Like it doesn't make any sense. It sounds like it's a contradiction, but it is, it's old from the monarchies of Europe. The king is dead. Long live the king. The idea is the king might be dead, but the throne remains like the Mm -hmm. concept of it remains. CrossFit incorporated is, has been struck a mortal wound. Yeah. RIP. I, I don't, I don't see this going positively uh but crossfit the community that we're all a part of the the movement that we have all joined the family that we've created both internationally and within the gyms that we're a part of that lives on because we're the ones who own that 100 percent. is there anything else that we need to talk about chase I, I think I think the, the 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 only thing that that's left on the table for us to talk about is how how you can make a difference, right? Like yeah, uh, I, I like I mentioned earlier, you know, complaining and and posting stuff without taking any action is is ultimately a, a fruitless effort. You know, what what are you doing it for? Uh, so I think the biggest thing that I would like to get across with the video is that vote for the things that you like and the things that you agree with using your dollar, understand where your money's going, understand the organizations that your money is going to. And if those organizations aren't on the right side, which I think we all know the right side is obvious here, but if those organizations are are corrupt or or aren't, aren't doing enough, don't give them your money. Um, And I think the other thing here is that this this wave, this this latest, this late it's insane that we have that you have to say that type of thing. This latest rally cry from from Black Lives Matter. Uh, don't let it go in vain. Educate yourself. Learn how you can make a difference at a local local level. Um, th- either either through your 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 people that you're voting on, either through the organizations that you're you're helping fund or you're being a part of, volunteering for. Educate yourself there and make a difference in your community because if we start building it brick by brick, that's how larger change happens. Um, so that I would implore you to do that. Uh, I know that's what I'm going to be doing on my end is is trying to educate myself as much as I possibly can. Absolutely. I, I second that. Seconded. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, we appreciate your eyes and ears. And, uh, looking forward to whatever discussion this may bring about and whatever the future may hold. Yeah.
later. Later.